welcome to the Building Digital Community Podcast. My name is Chirag Shah, and I'm a first-year MBA student at the DeGroote School of Business at McMaster University, and I'll be your host throughout this journey. In a world where we can't meet face-to-face, building a sense of community can be a challenge, especially when you're starting a new job, or in my case, an MBA program, and can't meet your peers in person. Building Digital Community is an interview-style podcast where each week I'll talk to one of my new peers and learn a bit more about their story, with the goal of building genuine relationships and building a stronger community in a world where we're all going digital. On this episode of the podcast, we're welcoming Pavitra Iyer. Pavitra is a full-time MBA student at DeGroote. She did her undergrad in commerce. And before starting her MBA, she worked at Trust Group, a financial brokerage for about four years. She's a sports enthusiast and plays soccer for local clubs in Mumbai. And she's also learning how to play guitar. Welcome to the podcast, Pavitra, and let's get going. Hi, Pavitra, how are you? I'm doing good, Chirag. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're uh, just coming off of a very busy week. Um, so I'm happy to, to get a little bit of a break right now and happy Diwali also. Yeah, I wish you a very happy Diwali. Like it's great to kick it off today, especially on these, on this occasion. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so the listeners heard a very brief kind of bio, um, and a little bit about your background, but why don't we kick things off? You know, tell us a little bit more about you. Uh, sure. Uh, so firstly, let me begin by saying that I'm born and brought up right, right here in Mumbai, India. Uh, kind of uh, done my education. I have a background in business. Uh, and then uh, I started off my career towards also pursuing my child accountancy course, which is like similar to CPA in Canada. Uh, so once when I started doing that, uh, I also got an opportunity to work, uh, do an internship for about three and a half years at a child accountancy firm. And uh, yeah, and then I realized that, okay, statutory audits is not something that I want to continue to do. And I wanted to move towards a new field, uh, more towards finance, which was kind of related, but not directly. So mm-hmm. I quickly did a certification course and then decided to move towards uh, financial services. And fortunately, I, I got placed with a brokerage firm that mainly deals in debt capital markets. Um so I moved there. I have like about four years of experience there. And uh, at some point I started to realize that, okay, this is not the kind of future I want to be in. Like, I don't want to continue in this role. And I just felt like, okay, there's no more growth and it's time for a change. Like, mm-hmm. oh, definitely I want to be in finance, but may not necessarily directly. I can also uh, like to be in this uh role but in a different industry uh so yeah that's been the whole journey while also uh i'm a huge sports enthusiast so i've been playing uh sports locally uh over the past decade and i think kind of runs in my family and that's where i get it okay cool and uh sports i think you said you were a soccer like i guess football uh yeah (laughs) yeah for sure um well, that's good to know. I feel like uh, now I know who to go to for any accounting and finance help. Uh, you'll be my yeah. you'll be my go to person, and I'll definitely be reaching out because I will need it. Um, so that's yeah. interesting about like kind of your background in finance. And then tell me a bit more about kind of your decision to to start an MBA. It sounds like you wanted to use it as a way to 
kind of build up your skill set and kind of stay within finance, but just like pivot a little bit as far as what you were doing? Yeah. So uh, like I said, like from audit, I moved to finance and then uh, I wanted to grow more, but I also thought like, why not use this opportunity to kind of explore other industries mm-hmm. and kind of different roles. Like, uh, so basically what I was doing is uh, playing a role as an investment advisor to retirement funds, which is kind of a niche market in finance itself. So you need something more to get you going. Uh, so I thought, I thought, might as well, if you want to pivot from this role to something else, uh, keep your options open, right? This is the mm-hmm. time when you can take risk. And like, once you settle in after a point of time, it gets difficult to move from one place to another. So I thought, okay, like, why not do an MBA, which is more open-ended and kind of gives you different roles to play. And then you can definitely move off, move on to more business kind of roles. Uh, so I was looking like more on the lines of business strategy. Uh okay not only focusing on finance, but also moving towards other industries like uh, consulting can be one of the options or uh, industry is something that I'm looking to penetrate into definitely. Okay, cool. And yeah, I feel like this MBA is just like a perfect time to try out different things. And yeah, I feel like a lot of people do it as as an opportunity to pivot and just try out kind of different career options. So um, someone earlier on one of the earlier episodes of the podcast mentioned that this, this next couple of years is kind of like our playground. It's a, it's a chance to just try out different stuff. And I really love that, um, analogy. Cause that's, that's exactly what it is. And honestly, like th- this is one of the very few courses that give you different options. Uh, mm-hmm. Mostly it's either specializations or penetrating into a specific industry like a PhD or a master's, but this is kind of helps you pivot towards different roles and uh, also gives you the opportunity to connect with people from different backgrounds. And that's something that's amazing. Yeah, hundred percent. Is there a reason that you chose um, like to do your MBA in Canada and at McMaster? Uh, so I was looking to get a global exposure in some mm-hmm. ways. Like, uh, like I said, I've been born and brought up here. I finished my education here. I have a whole lot of work experience only here. And I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. And if I wanted to move out, I wanted some place where I have more family and friends. So uh, my brother stays in the US and I thought, okay, that's close enough. And uh, I have a couple of friends in Canada and US. So I thought North America is the kind of continent I'm uh, like place I'm going to target and uh, yeah. luckily figure it fell through and yeah that's that that's how it worked very cool well i'm i'm hopeful that uh you can actually make it here physically um, sometime soon i feel like that's been um, a stress for for many international students like when can i actually get there yeah honestly like we're all looking forward we all had plans like earlier yeah. this year we we all, all plan okay this is the year that that's going to change quite a little little bit of our uh career and uh you know having that kind of change to move to a different country and adapt Mm -hmm. to that culture that's that's a really cool thing to do and uh getting that opportunity and then just because of covid things got delayed and we all still hanging on right now and then looking forward to get there as soon as possible yeah for sure we'll definitely yeah we'll celebrate when um all of you can make it down we'll have a big party yeah Um, so i just going off of the like whole doing this whole MBA experience or the first term of this remotely what's been one of the most challenging parts of all of that for you I think this zoom fatigue is the biggest one uh like I never had so much of screen time earlier but then putting so many hours into the screen and I wasn't expecting this kind of coursework load 
you can mm-hmm. say uh, all at once so and plus the time zone difference right uh, that's been a huge challenge especially yeah. when you're doing a assignment uh, so these two factors typically like work was were the worst uh, to kind of deal with uh, because like in person you'll also have assignment but at the end of the day you still can uh, uh, like connect offline and you don't mm-hmm. necessarily need do everything online so that kinds of cuts cuts in a lot of us and yeah i think that's a huge difference yeah i feel like that's one of the biggest things that so many of us are missing about the in person experience is just kind of those connections like for me it's it's the uh it's a small things like going out for a coffee with someone or like going out and grabbing like a drink with someone after classes like those very small i guess more like um passive or or uh, spontaneous things um, that we can't really do as much right now. Cause like, yeah, you're right. After a full day of zoom classes and like meetings with learning groups and all of those things, like you don't really want to hop on more zoom calls <laughs> to, to meet other people. It's, it's definitely a bit more challenging. Um, so I'm very excited for, for when we can get back and do some of those, I guess, more spontaneous, uh, meetups. Yeah. I, I look forward for that too. And I yeah. hope that happens soon. Yes, me too. And and you're in full time as well, right? Yeah, I'm in the full time. Okay, yeah. So I think I think the winter is supposed to be online. Um, but hopefully at least, you know, even if it's online, hopefully you guys can can make it down. Um and yeah. like at least do that. And then hopefully by the time we're uh we're back in the fall, we can do everything back in person. Yeah, I really look forward for that. Like I don't wanna like do more than fifty percent of my course online. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. It's uh, especially for an MBA program, right? Because that's so that's so much of the value is just the the relationships you build um, with the people in your in your class and your cohort. So the sooner we get back, the better. Yeah, that's true. Is there uh, is there something that you're looking forward to over the next couple of years? Uh, like in what direction are you, are you asking me that? Like. Like anything, I feel like, um, you know, we're just kind of getting started over this, this like two year kind of journey. Um, we're, we're about three months into it. And you mentioned right. like one of the biggest challenges has been just the whole zoom and, uh, time zones and all that. But on the flip side of that, like, is there something that you're looking forward to throughout the next couple of years in any regard? Like the first thing that I'm looking forward for is like getting there and then, um, mm-hmm for options that I can explore right now like with an MBA that there's a plethora of options that are right now uh, I, I want to like speak to more people know more about the kind of uh, uh, journey that I want to choose and then uh, explore more on that area and then definitely if one of those work out I, I look forward to you know working there uh, for a couple of years and then uh, if things work well then probably even settle in for a while yeah okay cool you mentioned a couple of the areas that you're focused in, like consulting being one of them. Kind of like post MBA or say, I guess, you know, in the next five years, where, where would you want to be? Uh, so honestly, I'll be, uh, I'll tell you this, like uh, since, since a while, it's been a dream of mine to work in the sports industry. So uh, when I was young, I started off uh, playing soccer. So the whole journey started like nobody in my house has a background of watching football or mm-hmm. uh, playing football. So I thought, okay, just I flipped on the TV remote one day and I started watching this match and I, I just saw these players playing and I said to myself, okay, I want to try doing this. This is so cool. 
and um, I kind of uh, was hesitant because at that time, like if you if you see India, India is a place where cricket is the dominant sport and football mm-hmm. was never. And ten years ago, football was not even known like that much. And I knew for sure that if I go out, I'm not going to find a lot of uh, people who are playing that sport. And uh, yeah, I don't even find men playing that sport. Like, forget uh, girls playing that sport. So I said, okay, to myself that uh, okay, we could just like watch and then keep it that way. I used to speak to some of my friends in the building, and then one of them just told me, okay, you know what? Why don't you try this club? The, they're trying to promote uh, women's soccer, and then you could totally fit in. So I went there one day, and then. Uh, that's where my journey started but i realized that okay this is the state of football in our country where there mm-hmm. were four there were four girls who turned up that day and that's about it you can't make a team like that you can't like have a career in that it's just like for fun and uh, that was my intention back then like i just want to play and have fun and uh, from there my journey started i i went down to play for a couple of more clubs uh, in mumbai like i played for a club called king cricket and then moved towards seaview uh, playing for seaview and then uh, I just told myself, like, this has been an amazing uh, journey and I, I have a passion towards this uh, kind of sport. And mm. why not have a career in it? Like, it's hard. I, I, I surely know that there are some areas that I don't want to touch. Like, I, I don't want to be a coach for sure. I don't I don't think I have the patience to do that. But, but I definitely want to use my background as a leverage and then still penetrate into that industry. So I thought, why not use business background and kind of penetrate in that industry? So uh, when I did my, when I'm still, like, I'm still doing my MBA and that's when I thought, like, why not use a business strategy or a marketing kind of a role and then penetrate in that industry. So I think my, uh, that's something like a dream job for me yeah. to, you, to get there. So yeah. And especially when you see all this state of affairs, you want to kind of help the situation. Mm-hmm. Like uh, today, like uh, 10 years later, I know that the sport is doing pretty well in the country, but it's still not the same. Like if you see today, um, there are a lot of differences in men and women, like the amount of uh, money that make in this bu- they make in this business. Uh, so this can also be a big booster for you know women to start leading in this industry. So, yeah, for yeah, sure. I- That's really cool. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a huge sports fan as well. Um, less on the on the soccer or football side. Um, I'm I'm a huge basketball fan, and like it's a dream job as of mine as well to like work somewhere in the sports industry. Um, yeah, that's like why. If, like, uh, yeah. honestly, sorry for cutting off that. Uh, I just like wanted to say uh, there have been so many people. Like, if you ask someone what's their dream job, nobody's gonna come and say like, "Oh, I want to be a technology consultant. I want to yeah. be, uh, uh, you know, like an expertise in this." Like, all of them have a passion, and then that's the career they want to. They want to build that career and that passion. And I think uh, uh, that can be a good reason for you to start working on that area. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think about like when you're a little kid, um, yeah, no one really, and people will ask you all the time, like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And a lot of times like it follows that passion. Like if, like, if it's a sports, if it's down the sports realm, it's usually like, oh, I want to be like a soccer player or like a basketball player or something like that. Um, but no one really dreams of no, no one, no, like five-year-old is probably saying, oh, I want to be like a tech consultant or oh, I want to be like an accountant. <laughs> like, I feel like that's, that's probably very rare. And I think as we, as we grow up, we're, we're kind of 
um, push to specializing to one of those, I guess, more traditional um, job roles and, and kind of less on focusing on our passion. Um, but I think it's, it's super important to kind of keep that fire and keep that, that passion alive. And like, honestly, my, my, my opinion on the whole thing is like, life's too short to like, just go to this day job that you don't really care about. Like if you're going to be spending a significant amount of your life, um, between the ages of like 20 and, and like 65 or 70, whatever it is, um, like you're spending a third of your life at work. You, like you got to enjoy it otherwise like what's what's the point so whatever that passion is whether it's sports or like music like whatever someone gets excited about I think there has to be that level of excitement in uh, in the workplace otherwise for me at least I, I just think about you know if I'm spending a significant amount of my life here then I don't I don't see the point yeah I totally agree to that like that that's what how it's been for me as well like mm-hmm. I started wanted and then I realized okay this is a good option but probably I can like move to some other uh, course and or industry and then check how that was. And, you know, you start liking the other one more and then that's how you like pivot towards your passion and get there. That's pretty like cool to do something like that. And especially at this age, when you get that platform, you kind of switch. uh, So why not use that to your advantage? Yeah, hundred percent. And to be uh, um, just to, to be fair, I'm sure there's plenty of people that are passionate about tech and want to do like tech consulting. And I'm one of the people that is very passionate about technology and that's totally cool. But I think the point is like, whatever, whatever your passion is, then I think that like, there has to be some level of passion in your job. Like, I, I think I know too many people that hate their day job, um, and hate like going to work. Um, and for, for part of my career, like that, that was, that was me in some roles. I'm like, if I'm commuting to work, I don't want to like dread getting there and like having to start, my, like, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, so yeah, there, whatever kind of area someone is interested in, whether it's tech or like finance or sports or music or I don't know, whatever it might be, um, there has to be some level of excitement there. hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so pivoting a bit on our discussion to, to the topic of leadership. Um, is there a leader that, you know, you've come across, um, in your career or life so far that you found really influential, um, someone that, you know, you've learned a lot from and, uh, yeah. What, what did you kind of take away from them? Uh, so I would say one of the leader, uh, that I look up to, uh, not necessarily that it has created changes in my life, but one leader I look up to is, uh, probably Emma Watson, I want to say. Uh, so like she's been a childhood celebrity, right? Starting mm-hmm. from Harry Potter and then after being a successful um, celebrity for like entire childhood, then pivoting towards having, a, a, you know, going back and getting your education done. I think uh, that was pretty important because most of the people that I see today in like being childhood uh, stars and then nobody goes back to studying like people just focus on work and then kind of their career ends there yeah. and then so she stepped out of her zone like she was a star and then she went back got her degree uh, undergrad degree and then uh, you know today like when she has the power she's kind of bringing a change in the world like she's standing up for uh, uh, certain beliefs that she has like women empowerment or gender equality so these are the kind of uh, movements that she's creating and I think uh, her and that too at such a young age she's like in her 30s I think and then having that understanding at a very young age and using that 
using that well when you have that power and influencing mm-hmm. the world i think that was one of the cool things to do and i certainly feel that it's pretty important to do that and i really look up to her um, on such matters like having that kind of journey in her life that that's been pretty amazing yeah and i feel like it goes back to kind of some of the stuff we just talked about about just like creating impact um and like that passion and yeah emma watson is a great example with all all the stuff she's done with the the he for she um campaign um so yeah really i think a good example of using the platform that she has uh to to make a passion or sorry make it make an impact and then follow that passion um so yeah great example i love it um so we're about to head into the random wheel of questions um but before we do we can switch spots and if you have any questions for me now's the time uh yeah certainly i like you i i like to ask you one uh so i think this is our first time we're connecting uh, mm-hmm. on it and uh, i don't want to keep it too formal so i'll just like go ahead and ask you like what's your biggest stress buster like right now we loaded with assignments and a lot of uh, work uh, on our term and then give exams so what's your biggest stress buster yeah so there's there's a few um but uh i'd say the one that i i do most is is honestly just like go outside go for a long walk um like i'll i'll try and i'll try and uh, block out times in my calendar because if it's in my calendar i feel like i'm i'm more likely to actually do it um but i'll honestly i'll i'll go outside grab a pair of headphones like listen to some music and just go for a walk for like 30 minutes or an hour um just getting outside for a little bit that's that's the biggest thing getting some fresh air and i feel like just getting a a mental um a mental release from from all the all the stress has been a that's it's been a big thing for me so yeah going outside going for a long walk um is a great way for me to kind of clear my head yeah i totally agree like especially with all the zoomers you totally mm-hmm. want to disconnect with this and then like enjoy the nature and just have a good good walk and i think yeah that that totally resonates with me as well <laughs> yeah 100% um do you use that as well or is there a a different kind of um stress buster that you do no i i do that as well like uh mm. like after when i get a break i just like sit by my window or i just take a quick walk in my building like that's the first thing yeah. I, do. i think that's the that's the total amount of time that we have that we can spend as yeah. well so yeah for sure that's a go to stress buster for sure yeah otherwise i feel like i'm just like i don't want to normally i'd say like oh maybe i'll like game for a little bit or like watch a show but i'm staring at a screen like so many hours of a day already with zoom calls i don't want to stare at another screen and like play a video game or or watch netflix or something so i just get me outside um and i'm happy yeah i totally agree all right i gave uh, i'm giving the wheel a spin and we will see what question pops out okay um so assuming we're we're in a post covid world or um we're able to travel if you could take a one year contract in any country in the world where would you want to go oh that's interesting uh i'd really like that to be true firstly um, <laughs> yeah for sure i think pick some somewhere around europe uh i think i can pick switzerland i think uh uh it's such a cool place uh 
like we've already al- always known about the Swiss beauty um, mm-hmm. and I've seen a couple of uh, photographs on Instagram that people been tagging themselves <laughs> and I think that was really cool and uh, I think that's the only basis uh, why I'm selecting Switzerland but right. I- I the mountains <laughs> and it- it'll be really nice to work uh, work in a place like that yeah that'd be awesome I've never been to Switzerland but it's uh yeah I see all the photos and it's definitely a place I I want to check out um but honestly at this point I'm not picky like I'll I'll literally go anywhere <laughs> just let me just let me go somewhere let me like step outside of my house and like my my couple uh uh kilometer radius where I go for my walks and I'll, I'll be good totally like I agree like right now I'm okay to go anywhere like yeah. I'm biggest place like the first place I'm gonna go is Canada so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100% um cool Pavitra well thank you for joining the podcast um this was a lot of fun for me it's it's uh, the morning so it's a nice way to to kick off the day and uh kick off the kind of Diwali celebrations um but before we kind of wrap things up if someone has questions or wants to get in touch with you what's the what's the best way for them to reach out you can uh, totally reach out to me on Instagram. Like I have an Insta handle uh, or LinkedIn or Facebook. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, you can definitely reach out to me on any of those three platforms and I can definitely uh, answer any of the questions that anyone has. Okay, awesome. Um, well, thank you again for joining the podcast. And uh, yeah, I hope you had a fun time. I had a fun time um, and we will chat soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. Like it's been a great uh a pleasure uh, doing this with you. You've been an amazing host. So thank you. Thank (laughs) Thank you. All right. We'll chat later. Yeah. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you want to get in touch, you can find me on LinkedIn at Chirag Sheth, on Twitter at Chirag Sheth24, or follow our Instagram page at Building Digital Communities. I'll see you next time. Take care and stay safe.